Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mindful Revamp Podcast. My name is Gabrielle, and I will be your host. This is going to be a space where we get real and we get deep about the emotional pain and suffering that we encounter as human beings. It is happening to all of us, and here at the Mindful Revamp Podcast, we're going to dive in, and we are going to adventure as we explore mindfulness and how we can use the power of this present moment to heal and to revamp the way that we show up in the world, the way that we exist for ourselves and for others so that we can live more peaceful and present lives and so that we can create an earth, a world that supports this further for everyone. Hello and welcome to this very first podcast. So this is, as mentioned already, going to be a space where we get real about the emotional pain and suffering we all encounter as humans. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you even ready? If you're not ready, I really encourage you to stay because perhaps you need this more than ever. We are all going to experience suffering in our lives. Hands down, 100%. Our suffering is going to look different from person to person, but it will happen to all of us. All of us. One of my favorite theorists that I studied in school was Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was an existential theorist, and he wrote a book highly recommend, and it's called Man's Search for Meaning. This book is really special because a lot of the concepts were actually written when he was a prisoner during the Holocaust. And he was working with other prisoners to help them not kill themselves because they were in such deep suffering that people wanted to die. People wanted it to end. People had no hope. And we're, we're talking about a severely traumatic and, yeah, what looked like a, a nearly hopeless situation. And this man was there working with people, trying to help them be, yes, in their emotion to see it and hear it and understand it, and then also instill hope. How did he do that? How? Well, he did assert that there were three inevitable sufferings that we will all encounter as humans. And these three inevitable sufferings include illness, guilt, and death. That's what he thought, that those are three things that we, at some point in our lives, we will all experience for different reasons. Viktor Frankl also believed that It is, in fact, our suffering, our ability to love and connect with others, and our ability to create or to do deeds in the world. These three factors, our suffering, our love, and our creations, are what allow us to make meaning of the most difficult things that we encounter. And what did he mean by making meaning of these things? Well, what he meant or at least 
how I understood it, was when we make meaning, we look at these horrific, potentially horrific experiences that we have encountered and we start to explore how this experience might have influenced progress, growth, strength, wisdom. We might look at these situations and consider how they inspire art, relationships, connection with the self, self-love, the stress that we encounter in our lives, the traumas, the 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 difficult things that that come that we come up against. All of them really can be opportunities to do this. All of the things. And that isn't necessarily an easy thing to speak aloud. It's not necessarily an easy thing to hear. Because perhaps you've experienced something so difficult in your life that you're thinking that (laughs) I'm off my rocker if I think that you somehow are going to be able to make meaning and find peace. And that's okay. Um, That's okay. Because none of this needs to be rushed. Um, It doesn't have to be rushed. There's no, there's no timeline by which we need to process our suffering so that we can live peaceful lives. No, no, you can do it in your own time and you will do it in a way that feels authentic for you. I remember experiencing such deep levels of depression after losing my cousin to cancer. It was so dark. It was dark inside my mind. Like if you could have taken a tiny little rocket ship and gone into my brain and just kind of flown around and taken a tour of what my mind looked like, it would have just been dark, dark and cloudy and foggy and any time that you'd pop through the fog, there would just be this scary-looking tree that was dried up with no leaves, and then from it were hanging a bunch of hateful messages to me, toward myself. You're worthless. You can't figure anything out. You're just a sad, depressed person who can't help anybody. You'll never change. You'll never be happy. You don't even deserve to be happy. None of these thoughts even made sense. They, they didn't make sense then. They don't make sense now. If anybody knew all the thoughts that I was thinking, none of them made sense. I don't really think that. And there wasn't even any particular situation that was leading to those thoughts. It wasn't like, oh, I failed at this situation, this thing that I was trying to accomplish, I failed. And so now I'm thinking this negative thought. No, it was just a loss that created suffering that led to depression. And depression is sometimes unpredictable. The thoughts that come up are not rational. They're not meant to be rational. That's why it's depression. So 
So then what? What do you do with that? What does it mean to be in it and to move through it? So for me, it meant actually sitting down and observing what was happening on my body. So what that entailed was setting aside my phone, turning off electronics, sitting and just observing as though you are this, uh, this spirit, uh, right? Let's say you're this spirit inside your own body and you are zooming out. You're, you're zooming out of the body and then you are just observing it as if it were a show, a play happening right before your eyes. And then observing what is happening on her body right now. What is happening inside her body right now? What are the thoughts that are coming up? And by observing, by zooming out, there's a certain level of safety. Because when we zoom out, when we put ourselves into that spirit energy and we zoom out to observe what's happening in and on the human body, there's a little bit of detachment happening. There isn't this full consumption and and connection with the body, with this physical experience and this human experience as, as though my thoughts are me. Because they're not. My thoughts are a part of my experience, but my thoughts are not me. I am not my thoughts. So zooming out and observing, okay, she's feeling choked up. And then just observing that, watching it as though it were happening before you, not on you or in you, but before you. Observing it and accepting it, looking at it with acceptance as, hey, okay, this is part of the experience. Right now we are accepting because not accepting, looking away from it, repressing it. Those are just the things that lead to other kinds of problems whether it's with work or school or kids or family. So observing, this is mindfulness. This is mindfulness at its best when we zoom out and we watch, we look, we observe lovingly and with acceptance. Noticing, okay, she, she just thought, I hate myself. Observing that thought rather than letting the thought trigger the next one, which triggers the next one and the next one and the next one, and then just falling into an avalanche of thought. No, observe it. She thought, I hate myself. She thought, I hate myself. She feels choked up. Observe and then let it flow. As I would observe my physical experience. And as I would observe the thoughts that would come up, you know what would happen? I would, I would cry. Sometimes I would shake, shake and cry and just crumble and yell. But it didn't last as long as it would have if I weren't observing in that way. And it would pour out pretty quickly. It would just pour out. Now observing, okay, she's crying. Tears are falling on her hands. And then just observing the sensation of the tears. Do they tickle the palms? 
Are they streaming down the wrist as they've fallen onto the hands? Are the tears warm? Are the tears, are the tears dripping down, streaming down your face and tickling your neck? Oh, she's wiping her tears away. Again, observing what's happening as opposed to attaching to what's happening as though it were a permanent experience. We do this in our human brain so often. We experience something and then as it's happening, we react as though it's a permanent situation and it never is. Nothing is ever a permanent situation. You are not a permanent situation. You already know that. So if you in your own right, in your own being and existence are not a permanent situation, nothing you experience is a permanent situation. When we breathe and we stay connected with that truth, we can move through it. We can allow the emotion to show up, to be present, and we move through it as we observe how that emotion impacts our bodies, how that emotion is impacting our thought, or perhaps how our thought is impacting our emotion. And there's no having to figure anything out when you do this. You don't always have to have an answer. You don't. You don't have to always have developed a beautiful affirmation at the end of your, you know, processing. No, you don't. All it takes is presence, a full level of presence with yourself. So you can move through the suffering. And as you move through the suffering, as you observe the suffering, there will be aspects of it that are actually peaceful. The sensation of the tears streaming down the face. Well, it's almost as though this cooling liquid, these tears are caressing you. They're gently rubbing your face. Is the sensation, the actual physical sensation of a teardrop painful? Or is the sensation actually loving, comfortable, relieving? When we finally let ourselves just be heavy and sink into the ground, is that pull of gravity painful? Or can it be comfortable? Can it be a reminder that we are grounded? We are here. We are the earth. We are on earth. We are held by the earth. (sighs) Suffering. Suffering. Hmm. It's not something that we'll be grateful for perhaps in the moment, right? Like, Let's be real. In the moment, when we get really terrible news, will we be able to do this instantly? Maybe, maybe not. And if not, okay, yeah, that that would be really normal. (laughs) React, repress, whatever you're going to do is what you're going to do. But can you 
a day later, an hour later, a minute later? Can you recognize that time is constantly moving, that all experiences are temporary, and that you do have the strength, you do have the power and the ability to be present with your emotions, to move through them, and to allow your suffering to morph into peace. You have the power. I know you do. I know we do. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. You can now access my mental wellness programs via my website, Mindful Revamp Workshops. 12 Weeks of Wellness is a recorded series with 12 50 to 75 minute workshops that offer in-depth mental health theory, guided mindfulness, and creative processing. While Baby Love provides 12 20 to 35 minute recorded workshops that help parents of young children improve their relationships with their child through their inner work. Hear me next time on the Mindful Revamp Podcast.